have to really be careful not to do is be like, oh, Israel, what were you thinking? We have to remind ourselves, I am Israel. I need the Savior. I need the Savior. God waited to bring Christ. God could have brought Christ right after the garden happened. He could have been like, okay, you guys really messed up. Let me bring Christ in to fix this right now. But he didn't do that. He allowed the kingdom calendar to occur so that we would have no mistake about how humanity operates and how deeply we need a savior. And so one of the biggest mistakes we can make when we read the Old Testament is to say, that's them, that's not me. Hello, and thanks again for joining us here on Study with Friends. Today we wrap up our time tracing the covenant themes of land, descendants, and special relationship in the former prophets. If you've missed any part of this series or would like to re-listen to our earlier programs, head to our website, studywithfriends.org, and search Old Testament. We'd love to connect with you on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And you can stream us while you're on the go using iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. Now, let's open God's Word and study. One of the last things I want to note in Judges is um, that when both in Joshua and Judges, when Israel was following and trusting God, she was virtually invincible. I'm thinking about Gideon. I'm thinking about Joshua and the, and the Battle of Jericho. That when, when Israel and her God are in lockstep, She's invincible. And miraculous victories occur all through the book of Joshua and the book of Judges. Even though the book of Judges, Israel is kind of a mess for the majority of the, of the narrative, there are those moments that we love and we tell in our Bible, we tell in our Sunday school class the story of Gideon. We don't want to talk about what happened before and after that, and that's okay uh, for Sunday school uh, because kids would run screaming from the room. But we do see these miraculous, miraculous victories, and God creates invincibility in Israel, um, and um, impenetrable, she's impenetrable by the enemy, and I'd like us to extend that into a spiritual, now you have me wanting to use the word allegory, Uh, into a spiritual, it's okay, actually it kind of works, into a spiritual context, can you speak to that at all? Just like as you go away, as you know, what Bella had said, you drift and you get into that bad cycle, those bad habits. Um, and I know, like, to elaborate on that, then you drift even more. Mm-hmm. And then the, it gets, it's so hard to get out of that rut. Mm-hmm. And it's harder each time you keep drifting mm-hmm. for as long as you drift. Um, I would say, you know, when, when you, at least me personally, when I have that, I don't know. When it's my jam, Cycle. when mm-hmm. I have, when I have it go, I have it going on, and I'm doing, you know, I'm doing my devotional, and I'm in touch, and you know, going to Bible study, mm-hmm. uh, even just like you said, in touch with friends that you know are um, spiritual. Mm-hmm. Um, you almost feel like uh, you know you are armored. Mm. You are armored with with everything ready to defend your faith, ready to go to battle for whoever you mm-hmm. need to go, whomever you need to go to battle for God. 
Oh, Ephesians 6. <laughs> or on behalf of your kids. Yeah. Or on behalf of your husband. Yeah. And I don't know about you guys, but when I'm, when I'm in the zone with yeah. God, I also see things coming from farther away. Yes, yes. And I can, I'm like, wait a minute. I can call things I see out. that coming. Yeah, especially mm-hmm. with your kids. And, and I'm probably, prepared. Probably no different than sibling or, you know, when you have that so close relationship, mm-hmm. you know so much about that individual, um, friends, whoever. But I agree with you. When you're in yeah. that zone, you, you, and not only can you feel it and can you see it coming, I'm, I'm better able to handle it. When it does come. Right. It's mm-hmm. not like I'm driving in the car and I'm hit with, hey, mom. And I'm like, whoa. Right. <laughs> like, what did that Where did come that come from? from? How do I cope with it? <laughs> Let me call your father. <laughs> I don't have kids yet because I would probably do be you like. Do you want to go to McDonald's? Yeah. <laughs> so you feel stronger. You feel more spiritually. You feel like, okay. Impenetrable you know I, when you have a, intimacy. Right. That's yes. a fantastic question. Yeah. Um, you feel armored. I just yes. Picture, I think you know, that your word is really good. Armed. Yeah. Armed. Yeah. And you know, 2 Corinthians 10. Yes. For the weapons we fight with are not right. carnal, but mighty in God. And that's what I'm thinking. The, the armor, the shield, mm-hmm. the, you know, mm-hmm. you feel like you're, you're. And the full armor of God. Gigged up, ready yep. to go. Yes. Thank you. That's a great example. And that's a great, it's also a great example of Old Testament, New Testament consistency. Because we're talking about putting on the full armor of God and in, in, in Ephesians and Corinthians, the, the weapons that we fight with, they, they were fighting physical battles in the Old Testament. We're fighting spiritual battles right. in the New Testament. And in our current modern lives. Okay, thanks for saying that, Caroline. Okay, so, um, yeah, so in Joshua, the military victories uh, left no doubt that God was responsible. Same is true in Judges. Uh, the problem is after Moses and Joshua, these judges that God raises up, they really fall short. The leadership begins to get, to become really a mess. Uh, so what I'd like to do now as we move to uh, Samuel and we're going to end after after we read these few things. So um, we'll we'll wrap this particular section. Um, I'd love to compare the last verse of Judges, which I think Bella has, Judges twenty one, verse twenty five, with again I can't say enough how much Deuteronomy exerts itself on this whole narrative in the former prophets. So I'd like Marilyn to read Deuteronomy. 31 verses 27 to 29 and what I'd like us all to do is with listening and prayerful hearts compare these two together and see what we learn uh, that God would like to teach us about and I'll give you a clue God honoring leadership because as we move into Samuel that's going to become really important so Bella if you would read Judges 21 verse 25 in those days, there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. What do you think that means? Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. See why we have to have a youngster in the room? <laughs> she's talking about the purge. Do you even know what she's talking about? Absolutely not. I, I can't watch it. I can't. Marilyn doesn't even know I've what you're talking s- about. Caroline knows you what you're talking it? about. Nope, we'll it's a show. It's a television it. show. That's right there with it. It's, uh, Caroline <laughs> it knows happen. what you're talking about, but I it wants to have nothing to do with it. And probably people that are your age that are listening are like, yes, I the purge. I essentially only know like the definition of it. It's yeah. like... It's like authority is suspended completely for like yeah. a day. And then, so like, no, 
you know, the, no police, no anything. You just, you can go out and like. Mar- it's basically martial law. Yeah, right. anarchy. Yeah, right. anarchy. 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 That's I okay. completely yep. didn't even think of that word. Yeah, so interesting. <laughs> so what we see in this verse says, uh, it says, everyone did what was right in his own eyes, which means there was no normative rule of law. No moral compass. No moral compass, no moral code, no ethical standards. And and I hate the book of Judges. It's it's actually really hard to read, especially those last chapters. And so that's why it's important for God to put really a bookend on it that says everyone did what was right in his own eyes. But what was the first piece of that verse that you read, Bella? Oh, in those days there were no there, there was, was no, no king. king. Yeah. And everyone did what was right. And it's a perfect segue into Samuel where we're introduced to the monarchy, where we see Israel's first king, right? But before we jump to that, uh, Marilyn, would you read Deuteronomy 31, 27 to 29? For I know how rebellious and stiff-necked you are. If you have been rebellious against the Lord while I am still alive and with you, how much more will you rebel after I die? Assemble before me all the elders of of your tribes and all your officials so that I can speak these words in their hearing and call heaven and earth to testify against them. For I know that after my death you are sure to become utterly corrupt and to turn from the way I have commanded you. In days to come disaster will fall upon you because you will do evil in the sight of the Lord and provoke him to anger by what your hands have made. Remind us who's talking there? Moses. Okay. So he's saying, when I'm gone, what's he saying? You're going to fall apart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> corrupt. Utterly, utterly corrupt. Utterly utterly corrupt. corrupt. Yeah. And would you say that's an accurate reflection of verse 2125, Judges 2125? Yes. Utter corruption. So we see all the way back in Deuteronomy, Moses said this is going to happen. And then here we are in Judges right before we meet Samuel, get our first kings, and we are exactly where Moses and God, through Moses, told us we were going to be. Okay, any other reflections on the book of Judges, Joshua, or the former prophets as we've gotten to them thus far? The more I think about it, the more, like, ridiculous it all is, like ridiculous in so many ways (laughs) like it's just there they start out like with a warning and I feel like because if anyone knows starting there knows how God says everything and it's all true you're kind of like okay buckle up Mm. but like (laughs) it just it still gets it seems so inane that they allowed it to happen right yeah I feel like my eyes kind of bug more as I go and like but at the same time, it's so important to read the whole, I mean the whole Old Testament, but it's so important to read all these things because it just feeds into the, it feeds into Jesus's narrative. I went to this conference over the, like this past weekend and it was all about the Old Testament and the speaker says, how timely, you, what, how timely, yes, exactly. And he, he says that like, if you just focus on the New Testament, you're essentially only reading like 25% of the Bible, the mm-hmm. last 25%, and you wouldn't know why half that stuff happens. Mm-hmm. So it's important, but it's like, I, I guess when I think about it that way or like in a similar way, like th- I need to know these things because it just makes me understand why we follow the, n- the New Testament so 
closely and like why Jesus is mm-hmm. as great as he proclaims himself to be. And, our, and, and it shows us our need for a savior. Right. Yeah. Because it's supposed, I think there's so many like metaphors and allegories and like parallels f- between Israel and like us today. I think it's, they're supposed to serve as a symbol for like when we do what they do, mm-hmm. we receive the same. Which by the way, and that's what I think we have to really be careful not to do is be like, Oh, Israel. What were you thinking? We have to remind ourselves, I am Israel. I need the Savior. I need the Savior. God waited to bring Christ. God could have brought Christ right after the garden happened. He could have been like, okay, you guys really messed up. Let me bring Christ in to fix this right now. But he didn't do that. He allowed the kingdom calendar to occur so that we would have no mistake about how humanity operates and how deeply we need a savior. And so one of the biggest mistakes we can make when we read the Old Testament is to say, that's them, that's not me. In any aspect, in the aspect of sin or in the aspect of these, these themes and the covenants. We always talk about the new covenant and we should. We're in the new covenant of Christ. It's a whole new ball game, but we still exist in the covenant that he had the covenants that he had all throughout the Old Testament. He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. The covenant themes that he gave to his people all along are still true for me today. The desires that he had for his people of a place to belong, a family of relational joy, doesn't have to be your birth family, doesn't have to be the people you live with. I know that you don't always love and enjoy the people you live with, let's be honest. But but in Christ we have a we have a a family, a place where we belong. And in Christ we have a relationship with God. And this was his intention from the garden, from creation. And so the worst thing we could do when we read the Old Testament is say, that's them, that's not me. Because right. that is me. Right. And the more we can see that in whatever methodologies, whether it's a covenant thing that we're using today and these themes from the covenant or any other way that you can get that to, to, to be unified for you, there are a lot of other ways you can f- see unity through the biblical narrative. One of them is all the prophecies that Christ fulfilled. Uh, there's tons of ways we can see biblical unity. But when you see that, then you understand God's salvific plan and where you fit in it. And so that's the goal. Yeah. That's the goal. Yeah, that's like kind of why I pointed out how crazy it was cuz it was like I I'm I generally don't like going super general and like so this was like spooking me. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I can't go through all like how many books I know this was a really wide angle lens I yeah like I'll sit and I'm like I don't know why I chose Acts because it's like 24 chapters but like careful in-depth study and that's like what I want to do with this but I can't because yes you can just go do it not right here but I don't have (laughs) a week isn't going to give me the enough time to like get all of it out. Yeah, but Bella, it's the whole Old Testament. Well, but I, I'm gonna, I would <laughs> Give have Give it to, a minute. Yeah, I would have to do that over my whole life, which I, like, will, but. But that's the great thing. Was it you that I was talking to the other day? If you love a book, if you love books, that's the great thing about the Bible is you're never going to get to the end. You're oh, never yeah. going to get to the I bottom of this well. Lot. Yeah, but it's like, I want, like, I want to go super close in it and, like, look at all the Hebrew words and, like, get into, like, where does this cross-reference cross do? But, like, I don't have all the time in one week to get it done mm-hmm. for the next mm-hmm. session. And so, but I'm like, what it's affording me by doing this generally is, like, 
I'm seeing, like I said, it, it's literally, it starts out one way and you're like, buckle up. And it just gets crazier. And my eyes open wider as I go. And it's like, oh my gosh, like you guys are so dumb. Like, why <laughs> are you still? But it's like, and I kind of feel kind of feel bad for them in retrospect because it's like well they don't have judges in front of them and they don't have like all this you know like that handy dandy bible timeline that you gave me (laughs) (laughs) they don't have that but like we do Mm -hmm. but like looking at it generally and like kind of sitting in that like this is a really uncomfortable book to read joshua Mm -hmm. and judges but like see and noticing how crazy it seems to me as i go sort of affords me this more understanding of like well this is what can happen to you if you Mm. follow the same pattern that they do. And this is why I kind of, sometimes I'll go in prayer and like, I kind of don't want to. And like, I don't really want to look at God in the face because like, this is crazy. Like I see what you did to redeem them through the Old Testament and especially through Jesus. But it's like, I don't know. It's a weird like conflict between Mm -hmm. this is absolutely ridiculous and I can't believe this is like happened and that like you actually stuck with us through the whole thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that you continue to and then like the kind of goodness of comparing it to like what we what we always compare it to which is Jesus Mm -hmm. instead of like going into both and seeing the unity. Yes, unity. Well, and the (laughs) other thing that we (laughs) talked about during Pentateuch, thanks for saying all that. That was really insightful. Um, is the conditionality and unconditionality of each covenant promise, which is there are conditions that the covenant will be fulfilled within. If you do this, then I will do this, God says. One of them is, I will deliver you to the promised land. But he's also saying, and we've we've just touched upon the surface of all the places where God says, but you're not going to do that. But if you don't do that, but when you don't do that, here's what's going to happen. So there's conditionality to things like the promised land, but there's unconditionality in the relationship and the specialness and the chosenness, the election of Israel that he says, even one of you guys said it, even though I think it was you who said, even though you do this, I'm sticking with you. We'll clean it up. Mm -hmm. That was a great, a great phrase. We'll clean it up and we'll move on. And uh, that's the unconditionality. And the truth is, humanity's part is always going to be conditional because we're always going to fail. It's only God's part that can be unconditional. And these covenants have that duality to them. How can something be conditional and unconditional at the same time? And we see that play out. Um, so, yeah, the the rest and reassurance that we have from God that it's not on me to get this to the finish line. Um, what I say a lot is I just have to show up. You know, we don't want to we don't want to leave this time by saying, "Oh, we have to do all these 17 habits or else we're really in trouble with our relationship with God." The truth is, you just have to show up. And maybe for some people, let me say this, for me, sometimes that just means turning on worship music and being intentional about that. Sometimes it means praying and being intentional about that. Sometimes it means reading my Bible on my own and being intentional and actually showing up to do that sometimes it means going to my bible study group i mean sometimes going to church doesn't it feel like on bible study days and church days it's just a little harder to get out of bed (laughs) so you're just like oh really it's kind of optional feels kind of optional and when it feels optional that's the beginning of the down you know charles stanley says that's a toehold that that the enemy gets a toehold and then he gets a foothold, and then he gets a stronghold. And and it's just that, you know what? That's how it starts. It doesn't start big. It starts small. And 
And so all you really have to do is show up, though. And God does the rest. You know, that's what he's talking about when he talks about the fruit of the Spirit. You're not on the hook to produce that fruit. He's on the hook to produce that fruit. Just show up. Uh, so I think that's a good way to wrap, uh, that we can think about all the things that God promises us through these covenants in the, and through Christ. And really, at the end of the day, all we have to do is show up. So uh, any other reflections you guys want to make sure that we are heard on? Thanks for being here. You guys are great. Let's pray it out. Max is ready to pray it out. He's really getting comfortable so he can be in the spirit. Let's <laughs> wait for him to settle down. <laughs> so if you're not watching us on YouTube, I'll just let you know. He has a bean bag. He's really getting into it. And uh, Max is our, I, I'm starting to, I've started to call him our ministry mascot. Right there. Right there. <laughs> there right it is. There. You He's got it. doing you the circle, it. circle, circle, circle. He's really wow. being feisty about it. Okay, let's pray it out. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to settle in. God, thank you for teaching us how to settle in, teaching us how to be comfortable and confident in you. Help us to do that every day. Help us just to know that we don't have to do anything but show up and and be embraced by you and be at peace in you and settle into you, Lord. Thank you for the promises that you make, the unconditional promises that you make to us if we just show up and do that. God, if we rest in you, if we abide in you, as Christ says, that you will abide in us. Thank you that your truths and your promises are the same in the Old Testament as they are in the New. Uh, They're the same for Israel as they are for us. Thank you for helping us to see that in new ways today and help us to see that in new ways each time we open your word, each time we pray, each time we think of you, each time we worship you. Help us to see it in new ways, that you are the God that does not change, that your truth is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. We ask it in the name of your precious son and for his glory. Amen. I'm always so thankful for how timeless and timely God's word is. Thanks again for joining us on this multi-series journey studying God's covenantal promises throughout the Old Testament. We are a weekly Bible study just like you'll find at your local church. If you are in a study like this one, we encourage you to join one. Make sure that the church is teaching from the Bible in every situation. In Matthew 10, Jesus sent out his disciples to preach the gospel, instructing them, freely you have received, freely give. We take that command serious here at Study With Friends, so we have created tons of resources on our website that are all free for you to use. They're at studywithfriends.org. Much like the disciples who relied on the generosity of a host, we are 100% donor supported. If you have been particularly blessed by our ministry, would you consider making a donation? Monthly partners are especially helpful to us and no amount is too small. If you are willing to give it, we would be grateful and blessed to have it. You can donate on our website one time or become a monthly partner. That's at studywithfriends.org forward slash donate. We would love to connect with you and hear how your walk is going. We also love to get prayer requests from you. You can connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Or if you prefer, you can email us at info at Remember, you can stream us on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. Plus, you can now see our studies on YouTube. No matter which way you choose, we hope that you will connect with us. For now, we hope you'll join us next time when we study with friends. Study with friends.